Information requested. Smiley's podcast. Sky's Warren. Hello, everyone. Um, Hi. Welcome to Smiley's. Um, I'm Lee. I'm joined by Maura. Hello, Maura. Hi. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm uh, good. What about you? I'm great. Sky's Warren was yeah. not bad. Yeah. But we've been hearing that not many people like yeah, it. Apparently, people look down on this book, and I can't tell you why. I mean, it's fine because, you know, in a way, it's a little weird. The whole book, mm-hmm. but it was still enjoyable. I, I, I wouldn't fault it, you know, yeah. like odd pacing and stuff like that. You know what I thought because for the odd pacing comments mm-hmm. that you know half of it could have been taken by Black Flame, and the second half could have gone into the next book. Yeah. There are so many points in which Lyndon is being told to slow down, boy, like take a breath. You know, I, I felt yeah. that's what this book was supposed to be doing. Honestly. After the first three books, which was so action-packed, I was really so, sort of hesitant to take up the fourth book because, you know, it was a bit tiring. I thought, is this the same thing? Is it going to be, you know, more and more adventures and more and more trials? And I, I like the break. I like the slowing down. I like mm-hmm. the minute to sit down and assess and talk and mm-hmm. all the feels before we move on. <laughs> what did you think? How, how did you like it? So... One thing I think that Skywarn did really well is it gave for the first time a genuine drawback to Linden. Like him being unsold was a pretty big deal in the first book, but apparently just a boon. Uh, then he gets in with Ethan, he gets to become the Soulsmith, he gets the Path of Black Flame, he gets imprisoned, but that's whatever. Now he loses an arm, and they can't fix that immediately. There's no serial that's gonna go in and just snap her fucking fingers and suddenly he has a new arm. <laughs> that's something. Yeah. Um the other thing is it once more ups the stakes. We said last time when we were doing Black Flame that, you know, these books have a penchant for upping the ante a lot. And um, yeah, yeah. now there's a Dread God in the in the thing. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to guess this is about where it stops for a little while because I don't think we can go much higher than Dread Gods unless, like, all of them awaken, which is probably going to happen eventually. Yeah. But for the time being, I think this is going to be the power level which we, at which we settle. Um there is one of the and, books is called yeah. Dread God, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it's later. I so, think like, wait, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, it's a yeah, bit yeah, later. So. Yeah, it's not like immediately, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, I, I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. No, no. Um, <laughs> the titular Skysworn are just, I mean, they're not bad. They're there and you can oh. feel like, you know. I don't think they're bad. They're pretty good. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Like, like the marines that's what they are right like yeah i get yeah, that's not a good point yeah yeah um and the way it puts into context how much linden has advanced because he finally gets to slow down and look back at what the fuck he's done so far and like yeah i have been running for a year and a half i have been non-stop training i th- i thought that's what everyone did no it's just you buddy it's literally just yeah. you <laughs> And then you learn he's ranked 24th in the entire empire, which is Not bad. absurd. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Lyndon has been doing really well. It's just we've been on his head for so long. We think, like, oh, yeah, he's doing this again. Like, no, he's not doing this again. He's upping the ante consistently. And it can get a bit boring to read, I agree. I do think at some point I would have gone fatigued. But I think Skyswan does a very good job of balancing the high octane duel between yeah. Jai Long and Lyndon, the. Um, God damn it, the standoff between Jai Daishu and Ethan and Naragwe, who is sick of everyone's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then as the book goes on, you have more, you know, 
Linden slows down because he has to slow down because he lost an arm. Um, and it shifts to other characters, like what Ethan's doing and what Yeren's doing and what everyone else is up to. Because all this time we've been focused much more on Linden than everyone else because he has a duel and he needs to fight. And yeah. yeah. So I like the book. Was it as good as Black Flame? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, Others don't. I, I, Black Flame was awesome because it was somewhat very unexpected, all the things that happened there. Yeah. Like flying houses and stuff. <laughs> Here it was a little, you know, it was just good. And yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was a duel, I think. And that's when I felt like, oh my God, I can't handle this anymore. But then, you know, you got a nice long relaxation time after that. No? Yeah. So, hmm. Do you want to do character check-ins or do you, do you want to take the questions first or? Yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't mind. I mean, we, if we just do the, the questions, I guess we'll just tackle the characters indirectly. So might as well. So questions? Right. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. You want to take the first? Should I? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Why is Kai Swan? <laughs> we should just tell people that, you know, this friend of ours is like, I don't know. He likes all the books, but he has a big, you know thing with sky swan he just doesn't like mm-hmm. it so this is the first question why is sky swan something's happened quite a bit happens really but this does this come together to form a coherent book is it a central arc or through line nah. no no is it a central arc with is sky swan a complete sort of book do you think no it finished one arc and it started the second one i mean yeah i don't think yeah but i mean we have been told that cradle books are like books in three. You know, there's one, two, three, exactly. four, five, six, yeah. and so on. But I do think ultimately the through line is some one big is awakening and everything else is kind of irrelevant. Like, yeah, he's having a duel. He's applying for the Sky Sworn, but this big motherfucker is currently waking up and he's going to be troubled very soon. Yeah. Um, is that enough to say that, you know, it's a true line and it could have just been done earlier like we could have had the duel in black flame or we could have had you know the awakening in ghost water maybe but no I this is the second thing is this criticism comes because these guys have the bigger picture yeah so we don't yeah maybe if you read book five you might think there is no need to split part of book four there it would have all it would have all worked together as a single book maybe mm-hmm. but yeah but the answer is no right it is actually like half of two books Two halves or two books, yes. right? Yeah. I guess, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's not a criticism. I so. We still like it. So. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, most Malazan books are like three books in one. So, you know, it, yeah. it's only fair. Oh, here okay. I have okay. one book in three. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, was Ethan's plan to draw out the Archstone reasonable given what we know? That's yeah. one thing I didn't mention, is this book finally gives consequences to Ethan. Something happens mm-hmm. to the bastard... Like, he gets <laughs> chastised, he gets dropped by his family, and that's another thing which I liked. He's not invincible, he's not beyond reproach. He's doing things without the consent of his elders, he is doing things beneath the nose of the Emperor, he's putting Linden and Yeren in danger repeatedly, and now there are finally consequences. Yeah. Was it reasonable? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what do you think? Because I've not really thought about it. I'm not sure, actually. This is why we should have read the questions before and come prepared because now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I we have would to stop and think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this... I mean, on the one hand, yes, um, because evidently it's a very, you know, powerful artifact and turbo illegal. <laughs> no, um, the, but on the other the, hand, the... Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying that the question of whether it's reasonable or not arises because 
it was this big risk he took right he didn't expect jai mm-hmm. the what's the name jai shri the old man yeah yeah to actually do it right it, it was a risk of a risk of a risk right everything had to happen for the red god to wake up so no i mean i think he knew he would do it i think the plan was to force jai the shri to do it but ultimately that plan cost him his arm and the, yeah from yeah. about it like was it worth it and that's a very good scene hmm. um there is genuine doubt and Lena like am i being used am i just a pawn in your games and you don't care about me which honestly he might he might that that's not really answered by the book like yeah ethan seems to care about him but he puts other things higher than linden yeah which yeah but so yes and no i think given what we know in that the fact that's a durboy legal b could draw out a dread god and c i don't know if ethan knew if uh, jai daishu had extracted an oath from jai long which would force him to you know kill linden or incapacitate him yeah yeah but but also he put everything at risk yeah it's just not the best idea that's true that's true yeah yeah for someone who can see everything happening all the say all at the same time mm-hmm. it was a bit you know a bit of a mistake maybe mm-hmm. but ultimately okay i think there is an arm question so we'll just wait for it <laughs> now question 3 is the aurelius clan's anger at ethan reasonable very yes. very reasonable yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> he can't just go around doing so and the point is he's been in this this patriarch position for what, uh, six years now seven years and yeah the, so seven years yeah and there is some sort of back story where some mistakes were ha- mistakes happened and mm-hmm. ethan had to take over when there is some other back story going on we don't know what is happening yeah. Mm-hmm. and now he can just walk yeah. around with his scissors doing whatever he wants you know it's very reasonable what I mean, exactly even setting all of that aside yeah yeah go on yeah go on go on yeah like, even setting aside the fact that there's probably some back story he has spent an enormous amount of resources on two disciples for which he did not get permission you know it's like he plucked two pet projects and said you know what i'm going to sink like all of my clan's revenue into this yeah without explaining myself and we know his reasons his clan doesn't his clan got yeah. attacked by the jai clan um they're being their reputations at hand they have lost face because linden lost they lost yeah and they have this guy who's just saying you know it's fine whatever the red got on the line uh we lost reputation we're going to probably lose our standing in the empire we're going to fucking all died but it's fine you know i'll figure it out like no no dude cassius is much better at this stop <laughs> he might be he might not be we don't know but Cassius certainly seems to think so and I think he's right. I think on some sense he is right. Yeah. Like what are the consequences for Ethan actually? I I don't remember. I think he's forced to step down as patriarch. Oh yeah. But who's taking over? Cassius probably. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think it's mentioned so. because Cassius sent him a letter and I said, "Yeah, you know what? I want to I want you to step down so I can take over." It's probably going to sound very wrong and I don't think Cassius could be the guy the guy who sends him a letter just to rub it in. <laughs> so I don't think it's mentioned in the letter who's going to take over. Yeah, yeah. Right. Question 4? Yeah. Yeah. So Lyndon gets a new arm and just in time to help Yaren. How important is that arm going to be? Could Yaren have fought back against her blood shadow without that arm? What do you think? Good question. Um I think it's a bit of a trick question because it's basically asking is the new arm at Deus Ex Machina? Maybe. Um yeah. so it's not We don't know quite enough about like how Yaren's relationship with the Blood Shadow works and what exactly she is doing with it because it just says like she's either pushing or she's pulling it. 
I don't know how yeah, much magic that, that expends. <laughs> I don't know if like yeah. she can use her spirit, her will, whatever she's trying to do. I don't know if simply just punching it with a with an empty palm can just stop it and be absorbed. I don't know. Um, I do think the arm is going to be at the very least, you know, somewhat um, pertinent. That or they're simply going to find like some pill which regrows limbs like for Yeren. But you know, you know what I think about Linden's new arm. He's going to swap it out and get a higher grade arm very soon. Probably, that's what yeah. he's going to do. Once yeah, we get used probably. to this new arm and it's going fine, he's going to get some, I don't know, maybe another sword arm like here in or something. <clears throat> but yeah. the blood moth, the blood shadow thing, um, I thought it was ultimately Ethan's uh, intervention which sort of controlled it. No? Did Lyndon step in after that? Did Ethan, Ethan like, even present? draw some scripts? No, at some point, he draws some scripts yeah. on her stomach and the parasite goes inside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they mean at the end when like Yaren yeah. absorbs the blood shadow at the end. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We're, we're simply not told enough or I don't remember enough to say. Is this why there is... You know what these questions are doing? Our friend is just trying to make us frustrated with this book. No? We're getting baited. Yeah. yeah. We're not falling for the bait. I'm, <laughs> I'm now wondering why did all this happen and I still don't understand what's going on. Good, good question. It's fine. Yeah. So... um. The thing is, just because Lyndon has an arm, it was used in the plot. But mm-hmm. even without it, the resolution is with Ethan, which right. could have happened anyways. So maybe. Is it mine? Five. Yeah. yeah. Akura Mercy. Too nice even with Lyndon to compare to. And speaking of nice, is it reasonable for Lyndon to be okay with Jai Long running off? What sort of connection does he feel with Jai Chen? Great. Akura Mercy. What mm-hmm. do we think of her? You had an interesting theory. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because Surreal is described extensively with purple eyes. And yeah. Mercy has purple eyes. And I think it's like a gold sign of the Akura family. I might be completely wrong. Hmm. And I don't know if anyone else has purple eyes. So, you know. And because Surreal knew Osriel, who is the patriarch of the Aurelius family. Hmm. Maybe. Though, I do think you mentioned that Surreal came from a different world, which would kind of put a dent into this. No, yeah, she doesn't yeah. mention it was a different world or anything. She just thinks of if people back in her home planet saw her, they wouldn't recognize her or something. So mm. she could actually be from Cradle because Cradle is the one where they get an Abidan every few hundred years or something. Yeah, yeah, every so hundred years. She could very well be from the Akura clan, but I just find it, 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 it really could be. I just don't want it because I want to see some other new world, right? Why stick to Cradle? And the two clans which we already know. It's a Osriel being from the same clan as Ethan is fine. It's nice, but why mm-hmm. is Surreal too? You know, why couldn't she have some other exotic backstory? Yeah, is it reasonable for Linden to be okay with Jai Long running off? Yeah, I think it's, why not? it tracks. They're not know? enemies. I mean, I, yeah. I, they're just enemies of consequence of uh, circumstance. Yeah, they're both fighting for the sake of other people. It's not like they decided that they're going to duel it out between themselves. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Linden has been very explicit about how he doesn't want to fight him. Jai Long is doing it because, well, because of Kral, which is respectable. That's a very reasonable motivation. Linden doesn't have a reason beyond I lost an arm. And you know what? Linden is definitely the type of guy to take it on the chin. Like, I deserved that. I had that coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Jai Long probably had reasons more than Kral because not just Kral and his father, like, being supportive of him because Jai Long mm-hmm. expected the worst, right, from the father. And more than that, he he is also holding to his Jai family now because he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, that too, yeah. So it's a bit beyond that. Yeah, 
What is so, this yeah, thing about Jaichen? Aren't they supposed to be fated to meet together? So, like, at the end, um, there's, like, yeah. some quote by Jai Long, like, if the heavens will it, they'll never meet Linden again. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. so, this book doesn't have bloopers, Irony. but I'm no, going to bet that that is a blooper which we are going to get, right? He yeah, says, yeah, we will so... never meet Linden again. That's it. End of story. Absolutely, it's and not then, coming and... up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, I mean... Jaichen got a massive power-up, right? Yeah. With, uh, absorbing all that matter. So probably they're going to meet again, and they're going to be... I don't know. We don't see many guys with Linden. There's Yaren, there's Zach Ramersi. <laughs> there might be Jaichen. Lack, like, there's lack not of many guys. friendships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. yeah. <laughs> it's anyway. like that reverse whatever test, you know? Does Linden have other male friends to talk to? Uh, <laughs> right. So Does he? No, oh, Ethan right? is the no, only, only guy. Ethan, Ethan is yeah. his uh, yeah, yeah. like master. Yeah. Cassius and Ethan, uh, Cassius and Linda, do they have some sort of friendship connection? I don't think so. Not really. He's much more close with Aaron because he's also a sword artist. So yeah, 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 they have things in common. Poor Linden man. All he has yeah. is Yerin, who is like all sorts of messed up herself, and Ethan. Mm-hmm. He deserves better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, go on. So, mercy, malice, and justice. First impressions <laughs> of the Akura clan. I'm sticking I... by the fact that Suriel is from the Akura clan, just based on the names. Why? Because you have, you know, your phoenix, and the chick's name is Mercy, and they name, you know, kids based on virtues, presumably, or I guess characteristics, maybe. Uh-huh. So what is Suriel's like, like, real name? Does she have a different name? We don't know. Okay. And she okay. does have a different name because Shuriel is a title, right? We've yeah, seen, yeah. established before. But we don't level. get to know that yet. We don't know her name now. But I'm <laughs> guessing because I'm grasping at straws here to make this theory real. I, you you, that, you could yeah. be right. I just don't want it to be right. You could very well hmm. be right. Yeah. Hmm. So. I have a very shitty track record for guessing. <laughs> twists, though, <laughs> so <laughs> probably not. But yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't get to see much of Malice or Justice. Right, Justice is the old man whom Ethan meets to, you know, deliver a message, and then so Malice much. is like, "I had no idea who that is." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Malice is the, the 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 monarch, the first monarch that we see up close, yeah. hmm. like a fucking kaiju ass. Yeah. What is that? What is this new word you're uh, using? A uh, kaiju is like a, the big, the giant creatures in Japanese mythology. Like Godzilla is a kaiju, for instance. Okay, thanks. Yeah, so she's just like a, a tree, you know, she's like forty <laughs> foot tall, she's like as big as yeah. a building. Like a mech. Was it a mech? I think it was a mech, right? I don't remember. I just remember she's fighting the Dread God in some, like, thing. Construct thing. And, like, a fucking Transformer. (laughs) And they were fighting for days. I don't remember. It was, like, really big scale. And I just forgot about it because, yeah. No, that was uh, Mercy's mom. Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it a construct? I thought that was her herself, like. Could be. Which would even be more metal. Shape shifts into this huge thing, yeah. Kaiju, right. But um, yeah, um, interesting can naming we, inventions. Yeah. Can we yeah, talk about no. Mercy for a second? What is sure. it, what is her whole deal with you know, not walking straight and being clumsy and falling? What, what do you think is going on? So she's a castaway from her clan, right? And they don't even want her to like survive. They find yeah, if yeah. she yeah yeah yeah. So two things could be happening. Mercy isn't welcome in the Akura clan. Yeah. See, see what I did there? Um, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Or oh, she's hiding oh. some deeper secret. Yeah. 
so it's also possible that Mercy just has some deeper secret, like, you know, here in Splat Shadow, which he doesn't explain for two books. Um, you know, like, Linden goes to Copper. Yeah. And then we go until Linden reaches low gold before we learn what that is. So maybe Mercy has some similar thing going on. You know, her staff might be, or her madra might be fueled by something other than what, you know, the Echo Clan has. I don't know. I like the first version better, you know, where she's just like, she's embodying the wrong virtues of the, mm-hmm. the Echo Clan. Okay. Which maybe would she's just... also point to Surreal. I'm really grasping at straws here. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see if that works out, yeah. But no, I was just thinking that so. maybe she's... It, it would be a bit of a cop-out, right? Like if she has some sort of defect, just like Xylong, and that's why mm-hmm. the same way, they're not welcome in the clan, and there is something wrong with their powers. So yeah. the way he keeps his face covered, if she also has some some defect, which makes her keep falling down and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Question seven. Yeah. How are the minor world building moments? We get a look at life on Storm Rock and the tour Jai Daishu takes at the beginning takes us to all sorts of interesting places. The Underlord meeting shows us all sorts of people on different paths contributing to the Empire. Does all that contribute to Cradle feeling more like a real place? Duh. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say real place, but I would say it feel, makes you feel more alive. True. Yeah. Gradle is very sense. much meant, even in world, is very much meant to be this remote, fantastical location you know, where they keep the infants, right? It's the cradle. Um, overall, especially the early tour where like Jai Daishu is going to people and like, I wanted to kill Ethan, like, motherfucker, are you crazy? That's Ethan. We don't go after Ethan. Um, was very nice. The, the overarching idea that the Black Flame Empire is a really, really tiny and insignificant part of this larger empire that is like administered by the Ekora clan, I think, was really neat. Like, okay, yeah, I mean, um, not like apparently we're going even bigger. Yeah, it's like they own it. They just own it. Yeah, they yeah. own it, but like the Naru clan are administering it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the emperor just runs the empire, you know, <laughs> which is like an odd way to say it. But yeah, it makes sense. He's like a lord, right? Like overlord. He's. I think. I think yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely above so, Ethan, overlord. Yeah, so he's just like the highest we've seen thus far, and like he has bosses of bosses. Yeah. It's just absurd. Um, Stormrock is very cool. I think all like I, the the numbering system is a bit bizarre, but overall yeah. it feels more alive. You know, this, uh, you would have these people. Sharing their wares like that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, overall, I, I think it yeah. was in the previous book. I'm not sure in which book, but when Jai Long mm-hmm. is like uh, getting into some scrap somewhere, the first reaction mm-hmm. of this random bystander woman is, "We could do a much better job with that mask. We we'll, we can make it, you know, a nicer version of this mask you're wearing." It, it's so people are so like into their path, like to, to an absurd level, right? There is yeah, like yeah, mortal yeah. danger for her, but all she can think of is I can make this mask better. Yeah. <laughs> but right. oh, who are the farmers? The red flower? Red flowers? Yeah, the red flower clan. Yeah. The family yeah. the red flower family, not a clan yet. Yeah. Fam- is there a difference between family and clan? I, I really couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean clans are basically just larger, more influential families. Mm-hmm. Hey clan. Lee clan. Yeah. Oh god. See where we started, Sacred Valley. That's like nothing of nothing. No? Yeah, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. do you want to take the next question? Yeah. Any fun ideas about Ethan's Marble? We get our first real look at Osriel, the ancient Aurelius Patriarch, 
and the first hints at his broader goals. Yeah. Um, first hints? I mean, wasn't it obvious like, when he had... He barely, like, all over you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even in the previous book, like, <laughs> he's, like, uh, kept, like, 14 million people away in, like, secret pods, along with all their cultural items. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that I would call a hint. What happened in this book is not a hint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about the marble I'm not sure if I have anything to say about the marble itself which if you know it functions in the similar manner as surrealist marble it's probably a tracking device as well mm-hmm. could be right yeah why not yeah so it's just a way for Oshreel to know where Ethan at all times which is neat uh, I'm not sure why that Surreal's not using that to know where Linden is but I guess he's not trying to do that I guess he's just trying to see the future of Cradle which is derailed I'm getting off track um, yeah, Aldriel seems to be sort of an upstanding gentleman, which I don't know if we went into it last time, but mm-hmm. especially in this book, the contrast between an Abidan whose name is the Reaper being the compassionate and kind guy versus, you know, the spider and the hound being the upstanding, we must yeah. abide by the rules, um, I mean. uh, judges. And Shriel caught somewhere in the middle of, you know, yeah, I have to buy by protocol, but also I like Oshriel. He's not wrong in what he's doing. Sariel, I think, is mentioned is a healer. She's supposed to be the healer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With a razor, true. But that's... Um, Yeah, so... You know, it's sort of a trope, probably, at this point, that uh, someone whose job is to take care of the dead, the lord of the underworld, turns out to be... A nice guy. It's, I don't know. Yeah. They uh, what do you call? They have flipped the expectation so much that it's sort of like expected now. You don't get to read. You know the back. I'm is gonna like geek out for a quick moment. Yeah, that yeah, expectation go on, go on. is only really due to Christianity <laughs> and the advent of uh, you know, Lord of Underworld equals Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of other religions, e.g., your truly. Um, the Lord of the Underworld was often revered, like Hades slash Pluto was a pretty stand-up guy. He was pretty much the only person in the entire Mantheon with a mm-hmm. loving relationship. Um, yeah. He was respected. He was not. F- he was feared for sure, but he was revered instead of like... So Hades is, you know, not necessarily feared in the sense of feared, feared, but he is revered. He is understood to be this deity whose domain is not something he really wanted to begin with. Are you seeing the parallels? <laughs> um, yeah. And moreover, he's just, he's inevitable, but he's just a force that's not necessarily benevolent, like Satan. So, this isn't necessarily a new thing, but it is more new in a newer wave of fantasy that's been Maybe. disconnected yeah. from, you know, Christian themes, like darkness and Shadow and death being inherently bad things. Now, Osriel is disconnected somewhat from this because he's not just the Lord of Death, he's the Reaper, the motherfucker kills yeah. fools. Yeah. But he's still a good guy. So props for Will White for originality. I like that. Yeah. So uh, it can't be a coincidence, right? That the two guys we see with pure Madra having mm-hmm. these two Abidan marbles. So mm-hmm. and the second thing is, how do you think Ethan got this marble in the first place if this was like the founder of the Aurelius clan or something like there has to be a number of years in between right is it like yeah. 
the most advanced person in each generation gets the marble and they pass no, it on. I don't think that's the case. No, I don't. I don't believe that's don't the case. So, yeah. um, because we're told that it. Ethan, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Ethan until he became patriarch was gone. Right, he was just somewhere else, ostensibly like half yeah. across the world. And then when he came back six years ago, six seven years ago, he was already the underlord. And mm. then he could wrestle away the heirloom of you know I'm gonna be patriarch on account of being stronger. Um, yeah. So something must have happened during the time he was away, at which point he got the marvel, became underlord, came back. So yeah, there's something which we don't know because Ethan. If there's one thing about Ethan, is that he's like cryptic as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, do you think Suriel is also something like that? Suriel's marble. I we don't know exactly what role it plays. Like yeah, uh, we don't. Oh. Osriel decided to code a message inside it. Mm-hmm. Suriel doesn't seem to have anything like that so far. Okay. Yeah. Though we don't have this question here. Do you want to talk about Little Blue? Little yes. Blue sort of sure. comes into her own here, right? Like now she has a smile and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so cool. Like <laughs> it's one thing to see this guy. these guys progressing from copper and low gold and all those things but it's mm-hmm. quite another to see this blue blob turning into this <laughs> own person with her own personality it's mm-hmm. really nice what do you think of yerin being disappointed that little blue doesn't seem to like her <laughs> it's like your friend's pet right yerin. if it doesn't like yeah, you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah poor yerin i know yeah you try your best at the the cat or dog just doesn't stand you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens yeah like but how much is orthos dependent on little blue now do you think like he needs her constantly or i think now that he's fixed mostly i think probably ethan alone or linden maybe on a good day can sustain him long enough but mm-hmm. orthos is still you know a dragon right so the dragon advances he's not going to like change from his ways yeah Yeah, he's a dragon turtle, you know. He's the dragon of uh, the Black Flame path. We right. didn't really talk about this, but it is so cool to think of Orthos like just eating all the time. Like he just yeah. grabs some street, he just grabs some yeah. wall. I don't know, I find it so hilarious. He's like constantly eating and it, and he's constantly eating like like stuff around him, like stones and roads and Like there is like a scene I think when um Ethan's not Ethan Linden's breaking out of the the sky strong prison and like how do you get out of there now I just walk through the front door no no how did you really get out of there okay don't tell anyone Orthos blew a hole through the wall <laughs> yeah whatever Linden grows like even if he grows back his arm he's not going to grow a you know a single bone of truth in him right the first instinct is to lie <laughs> yeah for sure right are <clears throat> Bayru Renfe and narugwe mm-hmm. oh god can I just say try saying those thing those names quickly yeah. uh, are they reasonable in having major doubts about yerin and linden and throwing yerin off of storm rock fucked up right yeah but um in their of... defense in their defense yeah. byro and renfe they're just following orders they're mm-hmm. like low level sky sword right i don't think they have like any sort of decision making power and they're basically yeah. left behind to clean the mess so what else would they do it's this guy who has an issue with them right narugwe yeah, yeah 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 you you have some words for narugwe i'm sure yeah who heard him holy shit like no i think <laughs> byru and renfei are coming across with this guy who is practicing a path that destroyed the empire before and this girl who has a blood shadow 
was manifesting all over her while a dread god is awakening and is currently attacking them and manifesting other blood shadows yeah i would be skeptical too uh, yeah. They are simply not privy to the same information that we are about why. Well, I mean, I think throwing a 16-year-old girl off a fucking flying mountain is just a bit extreme. A bit extreme. <laughs> but overall, I would be skeptical too. Now, Narugway is an underlord. He is a very powerful underlord. He has access to Ethan. He should know better. He just doesn't like Ethan. And then he takes it off on his pupils and disciples because he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, it's- yeah. And he's always chewing some some leaf, some grass, whatever. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like Narugwe very much. You know? I think he's doing his job. I think at the beginning, when he's dueling, like hmm. when he's overlooking the duel, that's fine. That's part of his job. That's like the kind of thing that's needed to keep order. Later, mm, mm, <laughs> mm, I think he's just projecting his hatred of his hatred of uh, Ethan onto his pupils, and it's kind of leading to some lapses in judgment and it's kind of not cool bro yeah but maybe it is justified you know because we've already seen that he's being so fair so he wants the greater good over anything else so the greater good yeah. don't don't get the triggered by good. the words greater good yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so we move on yeah sure so uh the fields the fields yeah. There's so much found family in this one between here and Lyndon and Orthos. Is that what holds Sky Sworn together as a book? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We needed those. We needed those moments. I think when I was reading chapter 10, I think we both had the same reaction with chapter 10. Yeah. Oh, the feels. And then chapter 12 hits and we're like, oh my God, there is more here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I really liked Will mm-hmm. White can write in case, you know, we had any doubts about that the man can write he's just making sure he's writing this heavy plot based action books but you know if he wants to he can uh, the whole sequence where lyndon just comes back to his home to his room he starts packing his backpack and you know sort of just stands in the middle lost I, it was very heartbreaking i really liked it yeah but what do you think so on the one hand the fields are very good like they're reading very well uh, what i did like Mm-hmm. sort of, is the way Will White writes feels, it feels almost contrived. He somehow manages to make it not, not feel contrived, you know, like we're close to resolution and then some big world ending event happens because Lyndon doesn't have the luxury to have feels. It's like really bad, but with what Mekiel has done to accelerate the fate of Cradle, he doesn't have the time to process his emotions and he's just a building time bomb where he's lost an arm, he's worried about Yaren, he's worried about being used by Ethan, and then there's a dread god on his doorstep, and he has to go deal with that. Like he doesn't have the time to process his emotions. So the few scenes where we do get, he actually does. When he's sitting, like, what do I want to do? What am I? Am I just gonna leave her be? No, I'm gonna go with her, and then I'm gonna blow a wall, throw a hole through the wall, and go through with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Lyndon, and that's really good. I mean, in so, hindsight, it's sort of obvious yeah. that he's. I mean, yeah. stories are not yeah. going to branch out, but. Yeah, it yeah. was so believable and I really thought, okay, we're just yeah. going to, you know, follow them on different paths and hope that they get together at some point. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, um, in other series, it would feel contrived. You know, like something happens and we don't have resolutions. If you, here it doesn't because Lyndon really isn't a time bomb. Like it was a time bomb before like a year before the duel. Now it's like 30 yeah. years, except not really, before, you know, Sacred Valley is destroyed and he realizes, that, oh, goddamn, this is what's going to destroy Sacred Valley. This is what's going to destroy my home and probably the world with it. I don't have time. I don't have the luxury to process my emotions like a 
normal person. <laughs> and it's it's really heartbreaking. It's yeah. really well done. Nice. And Orthos, Orthos, his relationship with Orthos is very nice. Like you can just have Orthos play for laughs, like quote Conan, you know, crush your enemy, <laughs> drive them before you, oh, hear lamentations awesome. of a woman. So unexpected. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Then you also have Orthos be a genuine supportive person who, like, what do yeah. you want to be, kid? Like, are you going to leave for go? The dragon advances, motherfucker. You don't have time for this. Go. <laughs> and, okay, yeah. see, we were doing so well, and now we just had to drop the F-bomb. And now we're going to I've dropped a lot of F-bombs throughout, to be fair. Really? It's... I didn't notice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even so. called. I think I called Nero Green Asshole earlier. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, who are we kidding? Okay. <laughs> We're not going to do the explicit reading. We're sorry. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, yeah. let's let's see. Let's see where this goes. What's the next book yeah. called? I didn't look uh, up. Ghost Water. Ghost Water. So, is it the underwater I dragon think so. thing? My, that's I my guess. So. Because, like, he's supposed to be dead, right? Norse Rider is supposed to be dead. Is he? Who says he's dead? I Ethan. But, like, he says, oh, yeah, he's supposed to be dead. But if Shuriel showed you he's alive, he's probably alive. Uh, but I hope we get to see the places which Suriel showed him in, in the first book. Yeah. I mean, all of those are monarchs, right? Like, Norse yeah, Riders are monarch, the Eightman Empire are monarchs. Yeah, yeah. The Luminous Queen's a monarch, so they're all, like, of the highest echelon of power before the Abaddon, as far as Cradle's concerned. Is, like, so. Herald above monarch? No. I don't know. Herald and then monarch, no. and then sage? Probably. I don't remember. Sage is the highest form of archlord. Oh, so after, monarch is after that. Sage isn't a rank in and of itself, but sages are archlords. It's not? And then there's heralds, and then there's probably monarch. Right. We'll find out. We'll find out in the next yeah. book or two. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Do you think so. uh, Linden will be like Underlord in the next one? There is a book named Underlord. I think it's book seven or six. <laughs> okay, so, so we probably, have some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But this is fun. Anyway, do you have anything more to add? I don't think so. Beyond... From what we've heard, Ghostwater is among like the top three books, probably the best book, yeah. according to popular opinion. Small? So pro- it's like 300 bigger. pages. It's the same size as Guy's Warren. Oh, okay. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, there was a Kickstarter recently, and it's yeah. like exceeded it all bombed. expectations. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the in the first 20 is... minutes, it exceeded the goal like twice. <laughs> the point is, we'll get bloopers. That's what the point yeah. is, right? And I think for a million dollars, Will White is like ready to make a map of the creative world. <laughs> the thing is, I read fantasy this way. So I didn't even notice that these books don't have a map. If you told me mm-hmm. there are maps and they're going north or south, I would have just believed it. So, right? Yeah. Shall we wind up? Yeah, sure. Bye. See you. Yeah, Thank go you. Do your closing. And Thank you, you very much for watching or listening. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.